Hello and welcome to a very fun, been two weeks since we've done it, episode of Say Something Interesting. Hi, My name is Brent. With me, uh, cheating and, and coming through earlier than she should have, is my friend <laughs> Megan. Well, I thought you were done. <laughs> <laughs> Not done. Not done. Just getting started, Megan. Just getting started. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah? I'm tired. T- I, yeah, it's, she's a teacher. It's trimester break. We just uh, got through the Thanksgiving yeah. thing. Grades were due. My wife's a teacher now, so all of that is uh, is now fully relevant. In oh, all a... my grades were done before Thanksgiving. So Good I didn't for you. Have to worry about That's that. a win. Mm-hmm. You're ahead of the game. Are you always yeah. that ahead of the game? Mm, for grades, no, I mean not during the trimester, no. But like at the end, I try and have them done the day last day of the trimester. Nice. So. Good. And did you have a good Thanksgiving break? I did have a good Thanksgiving break. Good. We did not record last week because mm-hmm. it was such a short week and because it was kind of a craziness. Well, and because I had projects that were due on Monday and I was like, I can't, can we take a break? Because I want to stay in grade and not leave yeah. early. No, I, so. I get it. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, It was a good Thanksgiving. We hosted at our house. Oh, and fun. had... Um, Kylie's all all of her side over. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, for who could make it, basically. Yeah. But uh, her grandparents, as well as great aunt and, and partner there. Um, so we had four walkers in our home, <laughs> which created a, a fun little dodge this. <laughs> and they wanted to see the home. So you're trying to give them a tour. Yeah. And you're trying to be like, you know, this is pretty much everything. What you see is what you get here, you yeah. know? And they're like, well, let's go see downstairs. And we're like, well, I mean, I don't know if you should go... <laughs> do that we, this one didn't come with an elevator so uh you know take it easy i don't, I don't want to be going to cadillac on on, uh, on a holiday but mm, that's fun it was uh it mm. was fun our fridge went out the day Whoa. before thanksgiving oh no which is like worst case scenario yeah um oh so, no yeah. <laughs> you know part of it though do you have was, an extra fridge we have one in the garage, okay. but that's all. The reason we have it is because we have four kids, yeah. And so when you buy milk at Costco, you get the four pack yeah, or the two. Know. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, it's not like it was just an empty fridge no, just chilling it's not. in the garage. I know. It I was seventy five percent full already. Yep, I know. So you put some in there, you put some outside because it's nice and cold outside, <laughs> and then the rest of it you go. I don't. Maybe it's just not good anymore. I don't know. This looks old. <laughs> Let's throw it away. And. One of the benefits that we had. Oh no, that's so awful. Yeah, Kylie doesn't even know what was thrown away because it was me. She was, I think she was working that day, and I was oh, like yeah. at the home. I was home just tossing stuff, just, <laughs> just whatever. It's gone. We have. Who? Why would we save this? All of a sudden, you realize how much stuff. What's the what percentage oh, of yeah. stuff in your freezer? In my fridge. In oh, your my fridge, freezer. Let's go. Let's go. For, I, I felt like freezer was the one where yeah, I okay. found the most stuff. Where yeah. I was like, "What in the world are we doing with this?" Yeah, I have some nutritional yeast in my freezer that I think I bought mm, seven. Okay, percentage six wise, twenty five percent of the stuff in your fridge still usable. In my you fridge, would, you, or sorry, freezer. You would eat it if 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 we thawed it out and cooked it. You would yeah, eat it. in my fr- in my freezer. Yeah, I go through food pretty quick. Like whatever's in there is stuff I eat regularly. I'm only one person, right? So I buy things that I actually eat um, and like I do have a lot in my freezer, but that's because I cook like I cook a full four person, five person amount of stuff and then I like portion it and freeze it. And then I go through that like on a pretty regular basis. So, yeah, I think I think the only stuff in my freezer that I'm not that is like not being used regularly is I have some like breadcrumbs, I have some nutritional yeast, I have some 
like cornstarch that I use pretty infrequently, like that kind of stuff that's in my freezer. Yeah. But that's it. The rest of it I use. I would say we were close to 40%. (laughs) 40% of our freezer was taken up. And and part of that's my fault. Like she'd Kylie be the first one to be like, whoa, 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 (laughs) buddy. There's a, uh, a bottle of Aquavit. Do you know what Aquavit is? Is it a type of alcohol? It is a type of alcohol. Uh It was given to me by a friend who moved, uh, my buddy Seth, who he's like, I've had this in my freezer for years. I've never drank it. It's like (laughs) awful. Then why are you keeping it? like (laughs) Norwegian vodka, basically. And Uh we've kept it only, honestly, only because Seth comes and visits like once every Uh two years. And I pull it out and we choke down... A little bit, like a tiniest of bit every year. And it's more comical than anything else. And every year, Kylie, every year, when Kylie goes to put something in the freezer, she's like, are we still keeping this? Like, this is still funny to you that we do this. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's it's like a thing. And it moved with you, too. It moved with us. It moved with us. So the other other day when I was throwing all that stuff out, Uh I got to that bottle and I was like, you know what? It's time to throw it out. And I looked in it. And it was completely gone. So something happened where either we <laughs> drank the rest of it and for whatever reason put the bottle back in. You've had an empty bottle taking or, a space Or it leaked in the fridge. Oh, that could happen or too. Or maybe we used it to like get gasoline off of our floor or oh. like some <laughs> yeah. cleaning product or yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, so now, so that was like a nice little like, you know, three inch by five inch uh-huh, or whatever, yeah. eight bottle, you know. <laughs> Fifth, fifth of a bottle size thing that of space that was really nice to uh, kind of clear up. Oh man! Uh, but yeah, no. Other than that, like honestly, probably probably forty percent. Wow. Of, of it was like we're never going to eat this. This is freezer burnt. This is we forgot about mm-hmm. this. And I will say I got I like got some sausages from a friend that were old a long time ago like three years ago yeah. and i hadn't ever used them and when they give them to you they're like make sure you eat this in like three weeks and, and they're like, like sure they're thing. like these are these look okay and i was like all right and i just didn't ever use them because they just weren't a kind i like very much yeah and i recently just threw them away i was like this is just taking up room totally. i don't need this in here anymore yeah. I, I i recommend it like if you haven't done a purge of your freezer yeah. in the last six months like you know what take a half hour put on a good podcast this one and purge the freezer. Uh, I think that that's a good move. Yeah. I think that that would be worth your while. Cleansing. The, the beauty, beautiful thing of it was we got to be very selective as to what Thanksgiving leftovers we got to keep. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't have much room. That's true. So we're like, oh, man, we just, I'm so sorry. That stuffing looks delicious, but we just don't have any room for it. Uh, but we will take the sweet potato casserole and the dark meat turkey. Yes, we do. We've, we've found a little room for those. Found a little bit of room, uh, but other than that, we don't. We didn't have that many leftovers. Like I don't know, we had a good amount for yeah. the family. You that went we to had there. your parents. Yeah, and my sister and her family were in town. Um, and yeah, we just had the things that we like. Um, we didn't like overmake stuff, and um, yeah, we just didn't have that many leftovers either. So yeah, um, I was in charge of ice cream. That's what I always bring. Nice. What flavors do you go with? This Vanilla. Year? Um, that's what I always go with because it's. Ice cream with apple pie. And so you want vanilla ice cream with apple pie. Got it. That's true. Um, and then I was also in charge of the but potatoes. But you like homemade vanilla. You yeah, didn't, like, I, made, to, I made it at home. You didn't go home. and no, go no, get no. dairy gold or whatever. No, I yeah. made it. Yeah. Um, it was homemade vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Um, and then I was also in charge of the potatoes. My mom bought potatoes, but I was in charge of making them once there. But I did roast some garlic. So it was roasted garlic mashed potatoes, oh, which while it. I was eating them, stop I was it. like, why do I ever eat anything other oh my than these? Gosh. 
Do you remember when Outback used to make them like so good? Oh, Outback's I, oh, I do garlic kind of remember. mash were the best. Now it's kind of garbage. They like you used to work at Outback, actually, right? No, no Ryan Olive did. Garden. Yeah, okay. Olive Garden. My buddy Ryan did. Though. Someone else I know, I think, did yeah. too. But, and yeah. uh, man, I just remember them always being like, "These are delicious." And yeah. Now you go back and you're like, "Nah, they're all right." Yeah. But but I know. Genuinely though, I was eating them and I was like, "Why do I ever make mashed potatoes without why? roasted garlic?" Why in would it? you ever? Because <laughs> yeah. roasted garlic isn't that hard to do. Yeah, you can make a bunch of it at the same time if you want to, and yeah, it was they were really good. We should turn off this podcast and go roast some garlic <laughs> mashed potatoes. Then your house smells like roasted garlic, which That's is not bad. good too. That's so, not bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. You started playing some Christmas music at your house? No, now? not yet. Not yet. I did put up my Christmas wreath, and I got these at the end of the like season last year. I got these two like light up bulbs that I put on my tree in my front yard. Um, so those are the, I did that on Friday after um, Thanksgiving and that's as far as I've gotten in terms of Christmas decorations. Yeah. I have lights. I really, I'm really aspiring to put lights up this year, but mm. I will see. If I aspired happens, too. So. I got the ladder out. I got to the top of the ladder, <laughs> touched the roof, touched it, tried to like get up like maybe once or twice, not uh-huh. really any valiant efforts, but like a little bit. Uh-huh. And then I was like, no, it's just going on the tree this year. <laughs> it's just the, we got a tree that one tree in the front. That's like pretty good. Uh-huh. And then one tree in the back. That's like, looks like I need to go buy more lights, but I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. So that's yeah. it. That's all we I'm got. A little bit thinking I might just buy more. These are really cool. They're like battery powered, like big bulbs that light up inside. And there's like a function as a timer. And so I think it's on for 12 hours and then off for 12 hours. And then, and it does it by itself. So I might just go buy more of them and those put more of those, those on my nice. tree because yeah. I have like I have a Japanese maple. That's the only tree in my front yard, and I was like, that'll look festive. And then with my like wreath on my door, yeah. So. What's nice about Japanese maples is, is, correct me if I'm wrong, but like eight feet max, maybe. No, no, it's taller than that. Is it? Yeah, okay. but I'm. I think it's pretty old. Okay. Uh, maybe it's not a Japanese maple. It's definitely a maple, and it has red leaves, which I'm like, that's a that Japanese seems maple. Seems like a Japanese maple. So. <laughs> The, but it's big. It feels like all the ones I've seen are, are fairly small. I mean, it's not like huge, huge, yeah. but it's definite. I think it's probably closer to 10 at the top of it. Yeah. So, but I'm notoriously bad. Did at you get your that. tree up yet? I don't put up a tree. Oh my God. Ebenezer Scrooge over here. I'm so sorry. No, guys. I have like, I'm not Ebenezer Scrooge. I have a cat who climbs everything instantly. And <laughs> so give him some fun. <laughs> That feels like entertainment. Um, I have a little teeny tiny tree that I do put out, but I haven't put it, I haven't gotten it out yet. Okay. Um, not Ebenezer Scrooge. Hey, I put a Christmas wreath on my door on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Uh, so. That's good. I like it. We went and got a tree the other day. Oh, we fun. went out to uh, Angelbrook Farms. Mm-hmm. They were on Argent and 68 for a while, and they had to move to the fairgrounds because all those houses and apartments are going up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's a good move. They have uh, like hay rides now. Oh, they fun. have like a full barn with the petting zoo animals um, and just kind of a cooler setup there. Mm-hmm. There, They've got options. Once you get there, it's like a whole evening. So even if you've bought a tree, like this isn't a commercial for them. I don't get any cut or anything <laughs> like that. But it'd be a, it's a cool night out if you're looking for taking you know the family out somewhere and doing stuff. They've got little food stations cool. and whatever else. They've got a little inflatable globe. And some of it does cost uh, money. Obviously, mm-hmm. they have to make their bills and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know pay that kind of thing and pay their kids to work there but um but they do like these ticketing things and to be able to go on these deals right mm-hmm. and so i look over we kyle and i both look over at one point and are like where's clive and we look oh, and no. he's inside of the the snow globe oh, which no. is a ticketed <laughs> event thing and he's throwing snowballs with the uh, dressed up grinch 
at him with his chin out like he's like really genuinely angry at this kid and and throwing it at him right uh, and uh so then i'm standing there and i'm like oh my gosh what is this kid just signed up for? how much is this what, yeah. are, what are we doing here <laughs> and he gets out and they say well we have to shut it down a little early because the carolers are here and we can't have this mm-hmm. going on at the same time and so they said uh here's your son's ticket back we, we, it's it, this one's a no charge because we have to shut it down oh. early. and i said where did he get a ticket <laughs> This is like I just smiled so and nodded. Climbed. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. And in your I, head you said that. I walked away with him and I, I go, hey buddy, hey, where did you find this ticket oh, no. to be able to get it? And he was like, it was on this table. I just found this ticket. Oh, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So some kid is <laughs> running like around the most there. Climb story somebody, ever. <laughs> somebody is running around with their as a kid being like, Mom, I would love to. And they're like, Well, you lost your ticket, so Christmas oh, is now gosh. ruined. And it's Clive's Clive. Just- it's Clive who grabbed the ticket, and we're like, "What do we do with this? Do we turn this in? Do we just throw it away? Do we?" Oh man, it was, it was. Embar- we like, we got to get out of here. Get out of here quick. The Grinch is mad. He might sue. Also, mm. he's just grabbing tickets from all over the place. So, yeah, very Clive. Because uh, yeah. Grayson's like, "How did he get in there?" I'm like, "I I don't know, buddy. I don't know how he got in there." I want to go. No, it costs money. You're not yeah. going in there. Well, how did he get in? I don't know. Again, I don't know. (laughs) These are all things we're going to find out together in about two minutes when he gets let out of that bubble. I said that to my, um, the past two days, they've like had us doing like PowerPoint presentations about certain things for the whole school. And yesterday I like opened up the presentation and I looked at my class and I was like, um, full disclosure. I haven't looked at this at all. So we're going to go on this adventure together. Uh, that's like an improv skit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to like make sense of the next slide, even though yeah. you know, know nothing about what it is. I feel like uh, impractical jokers have done that one several times. Yeah. And it's always worked out pretty well for them. But so, probably not for you being that no, it was fine. serious um, and a full-time job. But. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, there was one point where it was like, hand out post-it notes. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, um, here's some yes. note cards. <laughs> Step one, find post-it yeah. notes. <laughs> Go to office, grab post Dang it. Should have uh, read number two before I moved uh, on. Yeah. So it was uh, that was fun. I was like, all right. Yeah. Here we go, everyone. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, also, I can't remember if we talked about this last time, but I've gotten into cold plunging. Did I talk about this with you? Um, you told, I don't think you talked about it on the podcast, Okay, but you told me you were really cold last I, time I was here I because feel like it's kind of like the new CrossFit plunged. thing. Yeah. Those people who cold plunge are like, did you know that I cold plunge? Yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody's like, no. Everyone's like, um, I don't care. But, yeah, exactly. Good for you. Uh, but I took the fam out on th- on Thanksgiving oh. morning, and we all, everyone but Jovi. Jovi was like, I think I'd rather read my book. <laughs> and everybody was like, that, yeah, <laughs> no, that makes, that fits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we all went, and Clive got up to his waist. London was screaming and basically crying, <laughs> and eventually got down to her neck, which is where you're supposed to go. Uh-huh. And Kylie did great, and Grayson's done it a couple times with me now. Yeah. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, we walked down to the river, everyone's walking uh, around in their parkas and then us, uh, in your bathing just in our bathing suits, just running out in the middle of the water and people, an older couple walk by and go, we just have one question. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and we're like, cause we can, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was fun. It was great. Has so, it been helping? Do you like it? I don't know. Okay. You know, what's the goal of it? Uh, I think more than anything else, mental discipline, just okay. to say that you could do something like you can go in 
and uh it's it's gotten easier i think mm-hmm. i think that's true i think that you know the first few times you go it's uh your your body's just in shock and now i yeah. don't know if my body's just like oh yeah i remember this mm-hmm. this is when we freeze our butts off for a few minutes <laughs> um but uh it's supposed to be really good for you to have like pretty regular cold immersion i I, and i've tried the cold shower thing before i actually hate that worse oh yeah if you're like i could never do that i'll try the cold shower thing i actually think that you're trying the more harder of the two interesting and i think it's because i know mentally i can shift that knob over 45 (laughs) degrees and i can get instant relief whereas for the river i'm like i'm stuck here because i have to walk home yeah so i might as well just (laughs) be in here and endure it you know what i mean like yeah i'm already here it's done yeah that's fair um and so that i think that's part of it i know i haven't read it but i know i've my sister has read some books and i like other articles of like there's some interesting anecdotal evidence about the benefits of cold plunging for mental health oh so like people with really severe like manic depressive or like depression or those kinds of things um uh number of them anecdotally have started cold plunging and it has like with the combination of like medicine medicine and like cognitive therapy it has helped them manage their like mental disorders there you go um so yeah i, I don't know that's I, all anecdotal so i do you feel know. like part of it is like i'm not saying you have mental disorders but <laughs> I, <probably do. laughs> I do feel like if you were somebody who was like I don't know, in a in an apathetic state of just like everything's just kind of whatever. Like you do feel something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if, if you're just like, I want to feel something, like oh, okay. <laughs> you're gonna feel it all day long. I mean, you know what I mean? So uh, I think that there's some of that. Uh but uh whatever. Who oh, knows? That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you're welcome anytime. Come on down, Megan. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump into uh, uh, Sunday. Let's do it. Uh, we're recording this a little bit late. We'll be freshly <laughs> honest with you. Um, we had some things come up on Monday, uh, unable to record. So we're recording on the day that it usually like gets out. So I'm assuming yeah. it's going to get out tomorrow, Thursday, a day later than we are usually. Sometimes at. So it's, it's a little, little later too. With so. that, it means it's further away from Sunday. So therefore, our memory <laughs> is like a little less. And my uh, mind has shifted towards what I'm talking about yeah, this uh-huh. week. <laughs> More than what I talked about yesterday. So forgiveness if I'm like, Mm. yeah, I don't even know what I talked about. Um, But here's what I do know. Uh, We kicked off our Advent series. Mm -hmm. And uh, some questions came up afterwards. I thought Advent started next week because it's four Sundays before. And that's true. Technically, Advent starts December 3rd this year, Uh, which is this Sunday. Mm -hmm. But part of it is I wanted to get resources in people's hands uh, before so that you're ahead of the game as opposed to behind it. Um, And if you feel like I missed last week because last week was the week after Thanksgiving or whatever, Mm -hmm. like you can still start this week. Um, Plus, being that the 24th is on a Sunday, um, it does shorten, obviously, that last week of devotionals Mm -hmm. to be a little bit different. So if you want to go above and beyond and start and you started this last Sunday mm-hmm. on your Advent, you know, home devotional stuff, then you're just ahead of the game. And as far as the music is concerned about changing what you listen to and adjusting that, listen, I think that's good anytime, mm-hmm. like whatever. But uh, yeah, and then the 12 Days of Where Love is just whenever you can get it done. So yeah. all that to say, uh, we knew it was going to be a little different going in, and uh, that's just kind of how it works. And so we've yeah. got three... Uh, kind of regular Sundays uh, for the rest of this thing, and then the Christmas Eve piece, which we'll mm-hmm. get to at the end uh, of the thing. But yeah. Advent's always a fun one for me. Uh, it's always popular with, I think, people come seem to really enjoy talking about it and, and 
almost like they think it's new or that I came up with it this year. And I'm like, we've been, this is so old. This is <laughs> one, it's the same stories. Guess what I'm going to talk about? Shepherds, wise men, and Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and it doesn't change. It's always an empty, you know, or a manger, yeah. manger and all that stuff. And yeah. so, um, but the, the newness of it feeling, being so supported by our culture and mm-hmm. everything that we do makes it that much more meaningful. Because I really do think Easter is a bigger Christian holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that it's not supported in culture. Like, Easter is a big day, obviously. But yeah. the the month-long prep... Usually, you find out it's Easter, like, the week before it's Easter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, in like, in culture, in society. In culture. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. no radio stations Like, if you're it. not a church-going person... Yeah. And the, and the yeah. variability of it being, mm-hmm. like, is it in March? Is it yeah. in April? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Um, is different from, like, it's December 25th. Like, nobody's, yep. nobody's mm-hmm. shocked every year on that. So, that kind of helps. That's a, on the pro side of Christmas piece. Um, so all the way, uh, all that to say, uh, and I think the Easter, or the, sorry, the Advent um, melancholy approach is so countercultural, countercultural to what we see that it just stands out, and it feels perhaps like a little bit more of a firm ground than than um, what the rest of what we get the rest of the year, or or sorry, the rest of the time outside of this this sort of experience, mm-hmm. and so. And that was a big deal. I, I mentioned a couple of verses uh, in Ecclesiastes, one just being the concept of time and mm-hmm. how a Hebrew understanding of time is different. Uh, and therefore, for, for them, Passover was that. They felt like we are closer to the original Passover every time that we gather uh, and share a meal together and remember what happened in the Exodus out of Egypt. Uh, we are closer to that event in that moment than we would be the rest of the year, even though from a linear standpoint, that's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the same sort of concept around Advent and Christmas, that we are closer to the original, uh, what would it look like to live without hope and then to all of a sudden get mm-hmm. a small beacon of hope, a small bit of light that is ever-increasing, uh, that promises something different in the future, and mm-hmm. that is what Advent's all about. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, we talked about the timing-wise that Paul discusses in Romans chapter 3, I believe. I'm, again, I'm f- three days removed from I think it's chapter 3. Uh, but <laughs> at just the right time, uh, God showed up for us yeah. uh, in that way, that he has this history of always showing up at just the right time. And that I think that that can be a uh, something to hold on to, depending on kind of what season mm-hmm. of life that, that uh, you're in. And Christmas, we, we always say, can be a really fun season. It can also be a really hard season for a lot of different reasons. And it might be just the thing that you need to be like, this is the time when I need uh, something the most, that mm-hmm. I need assurance the most, uh, self-confidence the most, I need friendship the most, I need care, I need a reason to hope, a reason to have joy, uh, a reason to believe that uh, there is light and all of that. So anyways, that was kind of the basic concept of it. Anything stand out to you that was uh, that I didn't cover in that recap? <laughs> no, I think you covered all of it. Um, uh, I didn't, yeah, it was, I listened, obviously I was there. I did see um, you there, yes. But <laughs> it, like... I don't, it's so like familiar sometimes. I feel like I'm just saying the same things over and over again sometimes. Um, but I think uh, one thing that I was thinking about is um, Advent is that like world's desperate cry for salvation. And I think like every year it's that reminder that we are still we still need that and we're still crying out for that. And there's still um, pain and suffering and like all these things that we need a savior for. Um, and I like, uh, the winter solstice, which is paired with it for me, um, which is why they put Christmas around now. Cause it's that like very natural reminder of like 
this is the darkest time of the year yeah and we're about to get light like the light is coming here it gets almost here um and, and the imperceptibility of yeah. it in that moment where it, like even on the 22nd or third yeah. or whatever that first day yeah. is where it's like it's it, longer today you're like it, it doesn't but i don't feel, feel it yeah <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's that it's slow it's not it's not instantaneous it's not instantaneous right? yeah. you cannot see it. you can, it's hardly even measurable and yeah. that's how if you are without hope for somebody to be like you know what though like i think that there's hope even in this situation yeah i think that there's going to be something redeeming about this mm-hmm. that some good is going to come because of this not that it not that everything works itself out for good all mm-hmm. the time but like everything could potentially you know be or way. even like um like i don't see the way out i don't see the way through but i'm gonna take a step anyway yeah and i can't see the light but i know it's somewhere out there in the future and so i'm just gonna walk with faith right i'm gonna walk into my hope i'm gonna walk into my faith because I think something different and something better is there. And even though I can't see it, and even though it's still dark, and even though I don't know what that step is going to take me towards, like, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I just, yeah, I, I think that that, I think more people are in that phase than maybe you think they are, Right. I think a lot of people can hide behind the happy or the joy or the like bright of the season, but a lot of people are just taking that step and they don't know where it's going to go and they don't know what it's going to do, Yep. but they're just taking that step. And um, we had a conversation recently about how our worship music in at Eastlake is always kind of low. Was there or did, pod- we, did we do it on the podcast? I th- Think I think maybe we did. Was on for that. I, I mean, I definitely remember the conversation. Yeah. Um, I think that was recorded. So. I think it was too. Yeah. So anyway, if you remember that. Yeah. But I was thinking about that the other day while I was singing because um, we talked about like it's easier for people to come down, but I think it's also like important for people to set aside the facade of whatever they're putting out, right? Yeah, I think we all have more pain and more grief and more trial than we present to the world. And in a moment of worship, in a moment of music, in a moment of Advent, it's permission to set that facade aside yeah. and be real with the pain and the trial and the grief and whatever that you're dealing with. And saying, I don't know what the future holds. I am waiting right now for the salvation whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to step forward with faith and with hope that salvation is coming and there's a way forward in this. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I had introduced Scott, the painter sort Mm -hmm. of, uh, the painting specifically of Eve and Mary. Are you familiar with Scott, the painter? Had you ever heard of his stuff before? I feel like I've heard you talk about it before. Oh really? Oh, okay. Maybe not. Maybe I've seen Kylie's it. Kylie's been a fan for a long time. That, so maybe perhaps, that's but where it's, I saw it's not it from. Been, I, I, yeah. I'm a little bit more out of the loop on that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I thought the uh, that that painting was intriguing. I read a backstory of how he came across the original of that, which, mm-hmm. uh, as I mentioned, I think in one of the services, but maybe not both. Uh, I think in second service you mentioned. Okay, it. I don't think I did it in first. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, a nun in a, a convent had written that or or painted that in Iowa Mm -hmm. and he went over to a friend's house and it was up in their bathroom and he's like 
I'm so embarrassed at how long I stayed in that bathroom to look at this photo. And they're probably thinking, oh what my is goodness, he doing? what has he eaten? Like, do we have a problem? Do we yeah. need a plunger? Should we call somebody? And he came out and he's like, everything's fine. I just like, honestly, uh, like, where did you get this? Yeah. And they're, you know, and they were like probably nervous to like come into the room to see yeah. what he was talking about. <laughs> As you would be naturally. Um, but uh, so then when I saw the original, it's very much in the same vein mm. as as what he did and, and presented. But that that picture of I think what he captured in his versus theirs was the um, Eve's face a little bit more solemn or or like, I don't know, it, it, you're not sure if it's sad or if it's. um mm. Yeah, just wondering, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, but it it just had a like that kind of a thing was was such a, a dramatic uh, piece of mm-hmm. of them of her looking at that and going, I I I do wonder if everything if I've ru- if everything has been ruined mm-hmm. and I played a part in in that. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not one to say Eve was the one to blame. Adam was a bystander. They're yeah, both they're at both, fault in this. They that's both not, have that's equal not what fault. I'm trying to yeah. say. <laughs> but it's hard not to think. For her, in her mind, I've done, what have I done? What have Mm. I done, right? And like, maybe, I don't know, this is me projecting maybe, but like, to marry, what pain have I caused you because of? Like, caused you marry. You're going to have to go through pain. Yeah, of childbirthing pain. Well, and the pain of watching your son die on the cross, right? But we're both victims of that. Yeah. But, uh, well, no, but like Mary, like the pain of all of those things because Jesus is our savior, right? So because I ate the apple, Adam and I ate the apple, you now have to go through the pain of having this savior child. Yeah. Which will cause you pain, Mary. It's going to be painful. Yeah. And you have to do that because of me. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I don't know. Like that, I don't know that that's necessarily something people thought was going to happen. But that's the great thing about art, right? Everyone can interpret it and read into it the ways they want to. For sure, absolutely. So yeah. Well, I'm excited. Uh, we got far more uh, art projects to be able to look at. We're going to continue that conversation on Sunday. And because you're doing an uh, Advent with Scott the Painter stuff, right? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His book is called Honest Advent. There's a link to it on our website on the Advent Resources page that we created. Um, and, uh, I think it's like, I don't know, 10, 12 bucks for a, mm-hmm. a soft cover piece. Um, and it's been, it's been really good. It's been different mm-hmm. than some of the ones that I'm used to. And so if you're, if you're an Enneagram four, <laughs> this is probably a great, a great Advent <laughs> devotional for you. If you're, uh, uh, more of a five, uh, then there's a really great one with like Bonhoeffer and, and some other uh-huh. people that are on there yeah. that you should check out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it. Like you get to, and then by all means, please don't stick in your own lane all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, do something different. Yeah. yeah. But if, if this is your mm-hmm. first one, then do something that lines up well with your psyche yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, or personality or whatever profile uh, and then do that so that you're like, <laughs> no, this is meaningful and helpful. Now I can, yeah. now I can venture out mm-hmm. once I've kind of mastered that piece. So cool. All right. Uh, week two of Advent will take place uh, this Sunday. We'd love to have you be a part of that. 9.15 or 10.30 in person online at those uh at the live stream during those times or on demand anytime afterwards via our super cool app let's jump into our something interesting let's do it you get to go first i do get to go first um have you ever heard of something called the interstitium i i, I bless you i, I think you just sneezed no i have not <laughs> okay so um interstitium okay no um so in our bodies 
Um, our organs are surrounded by like collagen and other things like that that provide like structure and support so that they aren't just like weird cell blobs that go everywhere, right? Okay. Um, and for a really long time, like forever, until the recently, um, scientists have just and doctors and medical people have just been like, okay, that's it's all it's a solid wall. That's what it is. It's a solid wall of like collagen. And that's what like supports everything. And when they've taken um, like samples, like postmortem samples, and they've looked at them, there's always been these like little lines in these samples. And everyone has been taught, like, just ignore them. They're just little cracks that happen during the, like, the sample preparation process. Well, a few years ago, a doctor took a really fancy microscope and did a like endoscope, like down your mouth, down your throat kind of thing, and was looking at. I don't remember now what organ he was looking at, but he's looking at an organ and um, saw these holes for the first time in a live person, these holes in the collagen and in the organ and was like, why are there these holes in the cell, in the walls of this organ? Um, it was like a little, what's a little one? Oh, shoot. I'll remember it at some point. Anyway. And then they did started a pathologist was like, Oh, those holes kind of line up with all these like cracks that everyone's been telling me to ignore for my whole career. Um, and it turns out that the collagen and the cell walls and all of that of all of our organs isn't actually solid. There are little spaces in them that are filled with fluid, which they've started to call the interstitium. Um, and they are realizing that the interstitium fluids actually works like a organ system in our body. So like your circulatory system or your all like your breathing system or all of those things that work together in your body, this also works that same way. And there's fluid that moves through it and moves things around in your body that you need um, and has all sorts of different things. Um, and for eons, they have just been ignoring all of this stuff because they were taught a little bit that you just ignore that. You don't worry about that. Um, turns out you should. Because they also, in cancer research, think that those spaces are actually one of the primary ways that cancer cells move through the body once they metastasize and start like moving through the body. Um, and so it has been pretty revolutionary in cancer research and how to stop cancer. Wow. Um, in, once they understood that that was a way that cancer cells were moving through the body as well. So I learned about this on Radiolab. And it was very cool. And how recent is that, all of that discovery? I think it was like, oh, shoot. Let me see if I can figure that out. Um, I think uh, five years ago is when all of this started. They started like publishing and stuff. The other really interesting thing, though, that they were talking about was that when... So this was all in like Western medicine and when they were publishing and then they had like um, medical professionals from like Asia, um, China in particular, all of them were like, uh, yeah, um, because in a lot of Chinese medicine, they talk about like like acupressure, acupuncture, like all of those types of Eastern medicine practices are about like fluids and spaces and like different zones of your body impacting different things. Right. And so they have been like, yeah, obviously like they call it, they didn't call it interstitium or whatever, but like they've been practicing medicine 
in a holistic way that includes that kind of stuff yeah. for centuries. Um, and so like when Western medicine was like, oh my gosh, look at this. Um, a lot of like uh, Chinese doctors were like, uh, duh. So <laughs> that's awesome. I, I love the idea of the fact that we can think we've got something figured out mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden some research can come along and be like, well, actually, and be like, uh, you know, something well, we and it was taught in textbooks forever. And <laughs> it was like right in front of their faces yeah. the whole time. Yeah, that's the best. It's like not, it's not even that they didn't see it. They just didn't look at it. Yeah. Right. Like they just ignored it when they did see it. Yeah. So yeah, it was that was really interesting to me too. Creation is a wonder. All right, I got a question for you. Okay. Uh, on my for my something interesting. Did you ever watch the movie Shazam? Sure. Uh, wait, that's on the shack, right? No, that's Kazam. Oh, <laughs> Shazam with Sinbad as the genie. I think maybe I did. You did. I want to say yes. Okay. Well, that would be impressive because the movie doesn't actually exist. Oh. But in the minds of most of the people who grew up as millennials in the 90s, there exists in a mo- in our mind a movie of Sinbad or that Sinbad made Wait, called wh- Shazam. Why? Why? It's a notorious <laughs> collective memory of ourselves that we've created that it's called the Mandela effect. Interesting. Uh, and we've created and, and the, 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 there's like movie posters that people have made. They even made a fake uh, a comedy like Wait, on an was April there, Fool's Day. Was there a... The, was there a movie poster made? Why do I remember seeing... Only as an April Fool's joke. Oh, and then we all just are like, yeah, I saw that movie. It's so, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> here's the thing. It's not that people are confusing Shazam for Kazam, the re- very real movie starring Shaq as a genie. They think the two movies were released around the same time, uh, around the same time frame. Imagine if you woke up this morning and Disney's 1998 animation A Bug's Life did not exist. That'd After be crazy. scouring the internet, you'd come up with nothing, despite your own distinct <laughs> memories of a bunch of ants going on wild hijinks through the undergrowth. You turn to your friend and your brother and mom and say, "Hey, you remember A Bug's Life? It was about ants." And you'd be like, "No, you're talking about ants like with the Z." That oh yeah, movie. that one. Yeah. And you're like, "No, this is crazy. You guys are crazy." Yeah. <laughs> This is how those who people who believe the Sinbad genie movie feel when they people say they're simply getting confused about Shaq's uh, Kazam, and it's just not true. Uh, they call it the Mandela effect, and it's when something is posited so many times that you just begin to believe that it's true, and it doesn't man, actually exist. Human and then memory. You, and Don't then, trust it. I know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I 100% thought that was a real listen, movie. I saw somebody challenge it, and I was like, baloney. I remember watching that movie. <laughs> It had Jonathan Taylor Thomas in it. Did it? That was the movie was poster it in the with poster? Jonathan Taylor Thomas, which fits the narrative of those kind of movies were just like being yeah. pumped out all the time. How did I not watch this movie? How does this not actually exist, guys? And the fact that Sinbad later on made a spoof of a video clip of it later on just proves he's like, can you imagine being Sinbad and being like, Listen, I'm not known for a lot. I wonder lot. if his IMDb has that on it. <laughs> Shazam clip. Oh, my gosh. I bet his Wikipedia has had to be repeatedly edited because I bet people change it. He was in that movie Shazam. Why isn't this on his Wikipedia yeah. page? Did you ever watch that Beatles movie where the guy uh, wrote the songs? Um, I'm trying to remember what that movie was called. It was actually really, really good. Um, Across the Universe? Uh, no. Oh. It was the one where everybody else forgot that the, or, the Beatles didn't exist, but he oh. remembers them existing. No, I don't and remember that movie. And then he starts writing all these songs, and these people are like, oh, you're a great songwriter. And he's like, <laughs> okay. 
I don't know. Nope. I think it's really famous. I oh, don't remember that one. movie. Oh, I'm going to pull it up for you. But that's the same sort of effect. I don't know mm. if that's what they were thinking of when they, when Maybe. they did that. But hold on. Except Beals for opposite, right? Because movie, something uh, real. Yesterday is what it was called. Oh. Uh, yeah. And it was really. But that's like the opposite, though, because it's like a real thing that only one person remembers and nobody else remembers. And then they like capitalize on that. Yeah. And then the other one is like something that's not real that everyone is like, yeah, I remember that. That was real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, that's uh, all interesting stuff. Very let's cool. wrap it up with, uh, let's tie a bow on this thing. Let's do it. Put it under the tree and call it a Christmas gift from me to you. <laughs> uh, have a great week, everybody. We will see you next week. Yes. Bye, everyone.